Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson, and we are just going to talk draft tight ends in this in this one because I adore this class. And we've talked a lot about Steelers and tight ends and Gentry's been on board now. And I don't know if they'll be able to cash in on one of these guys or not, but I think there's 10 to 12 tight ends that you would love to add to any football team and four really high-end ones. And then a tier behind them that I really, really like I'm hoping that the Steelers are able to land one of them, even if it's a fifth round guy that I think usually goes in the third round because there's so many tight ends. You know, um, I wouldn't consider one at 17, but when it gets to 32, I would start sniffing for sure. And then pretty much every round after that or every pick after that. So um, here are my top five and then I want to talk about some others and some workout warriors and some intriguing dudes in this class so in any order Dalton Kincaid from Utah Michael Mayer from Notre Dame Darnell Washington from Georgia or Oregon State's Luke Musgrave I think if you take those four shake them up throw them in a bag and they came out in any order I wouldn't fight you on it and a lot of them are what are your teams looking for? So in my mind, I think the best prospects, if I'm not looking for a specific team, if I'm scouting for the whole league, Musgrave's my one, Kincaid is my two. I would probably go Mayer slightly over Washington. Um, for the Steelers, though, I don't know that they would be super interested in Kincaid, you know, just because he is such a good movement player. He's the best receiver of this group. He's 6'4", 246, route runner, catches everything on the move. I mean, they just don't really have that style of guy. Of course, Fryermuth can do it. Hayward is an interesting player, as we've talked about many times. But the true receiving-only tight end type, I have Kincaid as the second best player at this position overall, but for the Steelers, I think I'd have him fourth. Musgrave's my favorite, and I think he's even my favorite for the Steelers. I mean, he's 6'6", 253 pounds, and runs like a deer. I mean, he is really impressive. And watching him at the Senior Bowl, he's just running through the secondary like he's a young Travis Kelsey. And he was hurt a lot this year, and I just think that people are sleeping on what this guy could be. I mean, he is fast, he's smooth, he's long, he will block, but he's a little bit like Fryermuth. You know, when I look at tight ends, Gentry's the big plotter, Hayward's the real smaller movement guy, and then there's all shapes and sizes in between, with Fryermuth being in, in between too. And I'm not talking about how good they are, I'm just talking about the style of player they are. Musgrave is very Fryermuth-esque. I think he's faster than Fryermuth, and I think he's bigger and a little more talented, which is a huge compliment. But um, he's more that style, where Michael Mayer and Darnell Washington are more Bruners. You know, they're more Gentrys. I mean, they're much more talented than Gentry, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they line up as a traditional inline Y next to an offensive tackle. You know, Darnell Washington was almost 6'8". He came in at like 264, but rumor has it he played at like 280 at Georgia. His production isn't very good, but 
They have they have a, a kid there, Bowers, who's clearly going to be the best tight end in next class. And, you know, Washington's a really good blocker. He's fast. He contorts his body well. He still has even room to grow as a blocker. I mean, he bends at the waist a little more than you would like. So once he learns technique, right now he can just bully people, you know, especially linebackers and safeties and guys like that. But if he learns a little more technique as a blocker, he'll be a dominant player. Um, so I think right now, Mayer is the better blocker, and he seems to love it. I mean, he really has an attitude about him, but he's also the worst athlete of these four, um, but knows how to get open, shields guys off really, really well, has a real feel for man or zone, um, does everything well, very rugged, tone setter, productive over a long stretch at Notre Dame, and they've pumped out a lot of good tight ends. I My hunch is he will – man, I was about to say he was – he's my hunch will be the first tight end off the board. But a team looking for a receiving tight end very, very well could take Kincaid just because he scores points. You know, I mean, pass catchers are still the most important thing at a tight end position. Um, so my, my next two after those four, I think there's a little bit of a gap, but not much. Um, Tyler Kraft from South Dakota State narrowly beat out um, Laporta from from Iowa to me. That those guys, more often than not, would be the second or third best tight end in a draft class prospect. And splitting hairs between the two was really really difficult. Kraft is big, rugged, Dallas Goddard esque. You know, I mean, he's from the same school. He he plays very similar. He's he's you know, down the middle of the field, dragging guys, certainly will block. Good, you know, very good um, uh, receiver. He catches everything, big hands. And Laporta, I mean, it's like amazing to me that I couldn't get this guy in the top five. Because again, there's years he'd be the second best tight end in, in any draft class. And he also will block, as you can imagine, anyone from Iowa does. They have a history of that. These guys have pumped out tight ends like crazy for the, the level of competition that they're at. Well, not level of competition, but they're not exactly Bama or Georgia. But tight ends are coming out of there remarkably strong. I could see Laporta being a real long-term producer. And if, I mean, if Steelers could get that guy in the third round, like you run to the podium. I mean, and he didn't even make my top five. So, okay, uh, I'm going to come back here in a minute. And then I'm going to buzz through some other names I want you to know about. All right, so I mentioned Fryermuth earlier. Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion came in with Fryermuth to Penn State. And what I was told, the recruiting tale, was Penn State went to Kyle Pitts, who's from Philadelphia, Fryermuth and Kuntz, and said, we have two scholarships for tight ends. The first two that say yes, get them. Well, Kuntz did and Fryermuth did. And then I guess they offered Pitts a defensive end scholarship. They still want to bring in Kyle Pitts. Shocker. He didn't go he didn't do that. He went to Florida. It's fair enough. So Kuntz then has a hard time beating out Fryermuth. No, you know, no shame there, that's for sure. But he goes on at the combine and basically had the best combine showing of any tight end in history. Six seven. 
255 pounds with 34-inch arms and basically was at the top of the list in every drill, every movement drill, change of direction drill, all those things. He's a phenomenal athlete. Like, you could bring him in there into, into Pittsburgh, fourth, fifth round, kind of almost redshirt him like you did Gentry and just coach him up and get a little out of him and a little out of him and as he learns. So one other nugget I want to throw out there before we get to some of these other names is one of my favorite drills at the combine for tight ends is the three cone because it is a tighter quarters position, you know, shiftiness coming out of your brakes, body control might be more important than running really fast in a straight line, you know, run down the field, you know, eight, 10 yards, put your foot in the ground, turn around as quick as you can, or break it out as quick as you can against a linebacker. So if you're under seven seconds for a tight end in the three cone, you're big time. I mean, that is a great number and it's a pretty good indicator of future success. Well, I mentioned Laporta. He's at 691, which is phenomenal. Well, Kuntz was even better, you know, 687. I mean, Kuntz's numbers are just ridiculously good. Now, some other dudes I want to talk about are, eh, we talked about these dudes, Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan. He's another guy that had no chance at my top five, but probably is third some years in tight end class. You know, I mean, he is another rugged two-way guy. You'll probably get him in the fourth round, really accomplished at Michigan, blocks, size, runs well. It's hard to see things you don't really like about him. You know, I mean, he's not ultra dynamic. He's not Kyle Pitts, you know, but he's um, a solid player that is a much better prospect than Gentry was coming out of Michigan. I mean, it really isn't even close. So I mentioned Penn State, you know, the Friar Muth, Kuntz connection. They have a tight end in this class, too, that is I'm really warming up to as well, that no one seems to be talking about. Brenton Strange. Dude catches everything. He has good size, not great. Moves really well. Um, he pretty productive. You know, eight touchdowns over the last two years. 52 catches. Um, probably more of a move guy than inline guy, but he's really athletic. And I feel like you can get this guy in the fifth or sixth round because no one seems to be talking about him. I mean, I'm sure that obviously the league's on top of it, but um, he's very interesting to me. Be a good fit here as well. Uh, a couple of names to know. Uh, Will Mallory ran the best 40 of any of the tight ends at the combine. He's not for me though. I mean, he's like 230 pounds. He's a big receiver. I mean, kind of like we talked about Kincaid, but just not close to being as good. So I don't really even encounter him as one of these future starters so much. Um, Josh Wiley from Cincinnati is a name to know too. Big body guy. Um, most years would probably be the fifth or sixth tight end off the board. You'll probably get him as the ninth tight end of the board. And I think he'll last a while. I mean, I think his game translates very, very well to the league. As does Davis Allen from Clemson. Payne Durham from Purdue. These guys aren't burners, but they have good body control. They catch everything. They're reliable. They're two-way tight ends. And again, you know, as I'm sure I've told you a million times, tight ends usually take a while before they start putting up numbers at the NFL level. 
But those last couple guys I mentioned would help on special teams, would have somewhat of a role, 15 snaps a game, something like that, as they get their feet under them, especially here with the Steelers because they have three capable tight ends. So any of these names I mentioned, except probably for Mallory, I just threw them out there. I would love to see him black and gold this year. And I think you're going to get a discount on him. And about a month or so ago, I wrote an article along those lines. You know, if the it's kind of the Tomlinism, if the, the draft is giving you red paint, or in this ca- case, tight end colored paint, you use it. You know, I mean, if you're going to get a gift, use it. So um, I don't know if they feel the same way or if they're content at that room. I would be content, but would love to add any of the guys I mentioned today. So that's a wrap. Uh, we'll get back and see what else is going on around the league, as well as breaking down maybe offensive linemen, certainly this week in this class. So over and out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.